Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Mm, going pretty good. What's new? This and that, and some other things. Yeah? And a few of those, too. We got a third person with us today. We do. Via a ghost, Skype. Ghost in the Machine. A ghost in the Machine. John Van Berger. <laughs> Buddy, how like- are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I like the Ghost in the Machine thing. Ghost in the Machine. <laughs> well, we're, we're happy that you are calling in from home this evening. Because yeah. apparently you guys have some flu bug or something going around. <laughs> as much as we like you, we don't like you enough to take the flu off your hands. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> no, of course, you were bringing up a lot of beers with you, then we'd, we'd risk it. Yeah, yeah well, absolutely. You know, and if you drink enough alcohol, it'll burn it out, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's how it works, right? That's what I'm yeah. thinking. I think that's legit. Yeah, sounds sounds legit to me. <laughs> What's new down there, man? Hey, I finally got out on the water. Did you? Where'd you go? Yeah, uh, four months. I uh, went up to the northern. First time in four months. Is that business? First the finger? time, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah first time finger. since Texas. The broken finger. Yeah, the broken finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you were you you were down in Texas there. You did the uh, couch surfing thing. Right. And you were down in Texas, and then you came back, and there was some uh, family issues, and that that kept you. Yeah. Grounded. Yeah. And then, so now, yeah, four months. But four mostly months. it was it's crazy. broken finger, right? So What's you closed, that? it was because of the, the, the broken finger, why you didn't paddle a lot? No, it's just uh, because of, you know, working on stuff here with the flood yeah. and family stuff. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. So I just haven't been able to get out. The finger actually is, I mean, hurts like hell in real life, but when I was paddling, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, because Derek wasn't here for the Derrico episode. <laughs> No, that's right. Yeah, you were out east at that one. Is that when you discussed yeah. how you broke the finger, or some something to do with a toilet lid incident, or something? Right, <laughs> toilet lid. <laughs> Drinking out of the toilet, his wife slammed the lid yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that's not how it happened, but that's probably be a more interesting story. Well, so. that's our story. That's what we're telling everybody. <laughs> yeah, we heard. <laughs> Uh, so, so first time in four months you've been out paddling. Yeah, it was great. Where'd you go? Um, up near Medford, Wisconsin. There's a lot of uh, forest service lands up there. And uh, so there's a little lake like to go back into and you can go camping. And uh, yeah, it was pretty great. Outside of the, you know, five days of solid rain, it was great. <laughs> now that changed from your earlier plans, right? There was a different location you were originally going to go to. I think. Yeah, I was going to go up to, uh, I was going to go backcountry camping in Sylvania Wilderness. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And um, what I thought is, is as it was getting close and was looking at the weather, because we've had so much crap weather here, I thought, well, you know what? If I'm in the backcountry, I'm just going to be sitting around and it's not going to be that great because it's been a lot of thunder lightning where you're, you really can't get out on the water safely. Right. And I thought, or I could go to this great place that I know. And if I get bored, I'm 20 minutes from a country bar, and I can go hang out. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see a, the logic in that's that. That's a darn good backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. How, how was the weather? It was bad. So your trip was rotten? No, not at all. <laughs> awesome. This had a bigger bar bill. Yes. Now, where, where, what was the, name, the the camping land you went on, did you say? Forest? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the up in the National Forest Service. Um, it's about uh, probably an hour and a half north of here. It's pretty great. Now, is that free or do you got to pay money? Like you got to have a permit st- and everything? I stayed in a, a campground there. So it was like, I think, premium campground, which means that it has, it's kind of cool actually. It has the, the little dock at, on your campsite. So you can get right out onto the onto the water. Your oh, site has it, its own dock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Well, kind of like a mini dock it used yeah. to, they they've <laughs> scaled back yeah um but uh yeah it's it's actually pretty nice huh oh because i was wondering if there was maybe something like uh, our crown land up here but if you gotta uh, pay for it yeah no it's not the same thing yeah you can this is where the ice age trail runs right through this area and so you know you can camp out there in a lot of those places but you have to be a certain distance off the trail and yeah. you know away from a water source and that sort of thing but it's just beautiful up there right now, and the the leaves are changing, and and uh, so we had one really nice day um, in the middle of it, and a friend came over from the Twin Cities and and uh, got him out in the kayaks, and it was yeah, it was pretty nice. Uh, anybody else out on the water? 
<laughs> As a matter of fact, there were. <laughs> I had to ask that one because I knew there was people out on the water. And it there wasn't were, your typical actually. type of people that you would expect on the water, was it? It was not, actually. We, Tell us, uh, who was on the water, John? <laughs> well, there was a large group of uh, uh, Mennonite folks. And they <laughs> were uh, down in the in a uh, large day use area. And what as we came down, we knew they were there. We'd seen the, the bus go through the campground area. But as we were paddling down the lake, what was really cool was it. Um, we heard them singing psalms. And it was like there were over 50 people there in this group. And I've never had that out on the, you know, when you're out in the lake. And it's and it's very backcountry. It has a very backcountry feel and, and fall up there. And uh, all of a sudden you hear this singing come over the lake. It was pretty great. Now, were you saying psalms or like P-S-A-L-M-S? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Really? Yeah, it was great. That's odd. Did you sing along? Did you know the words? <laughs> I did not. No. I'm a heathen. No. <laughs> now, well, that would be unusual. Are the Mennonites like the Amish where they drive the buggies? and? No, no. no. It's just it's more with the Mennonites, it's about being uh, not being flashy. Oh, okay. oh, okay. So like when we we saw their bus go through the campground area, it was like a large school bus and it was painted like a dark gray. Um, so it was, but the odd thing was there were some people out there that had, uh, some of the Mennonites had a speedboat. <laughs> odd. I'm trying to wrap my brain around this. <laughs> See, that's, that's yes. why I, that's why I always thought I, I, I can never, no disrespect intended, but I can never, never know who's, who's does what, who, yeah. who does what, so, what religions. When I first like, when heard this story, I thought he was telling us that they were Amish or something. Yeah. That's why I was picturing no. like, well, they not allowed to have that. They, they ban electronics and motors. Yeah. And... Amish should not. Mennonites can, you know, they're just, just you, uh, simple and non-flashy. Now who is it that builds all the furniture here in Southern Ontario? Is Amish. it the, is it the Amish, Amish that builds the furniture? Amish furniture warehouse out of, uh, yeah. uh, St. Jacob's. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of Amish, actually, to the what would it be to the west of uh, of here in central Wisconsin as well. Right. A lot of Amish communities. So the speedboat was zipping back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little odd. It was, uh, you know, uh, wasn't exactly what we expected. So you see this speed go speedboat go by, and a lot of the Mennonite ladies would be sitting in there, and they'd have the bonnets on and everything, and. Uh, they're just just whipping up and down this lake, and uh, Aaron, Aaron, my friend Aaron, and I were paddling up, and you know they they were getting kind of close at some points, and just <laughs> you know again just ripping through there, and and I asked him, I said, is it wrong if I'm praying for a log to float into their path? Oh, <laughs> because uh, they were just being that close and whatnot, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not paying attention to paddlers, right? So, so I guess people from all walks of life can be rude. <laughs> That's right. I guess <laughs> people are people. Yeah, yeah. There you know go. what? We we get that here too, where people are just well. I know we had mentioned before there when we went uh, up the the lock system, the lock system there like last summer. Mm-hmm. Two, two summers, oh, two summers two ago. Summers ago. And dudes coming by and his boat is not slowing down, so we're waving at him to slow down, and he waves back like we're being friendly. Yeah. So oh, yeah. No, waving dude, at me? No, slow we're down. You to slow down. You don't swamp us. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much of that that goes on. They just don't have a clue. But we right. even we even encountered that coming back from one of our big trips this year when the wind was really high. Guys just boogieing straight in, and you end up with these cross waves hitting you, and yeah. just waiting to go over. Yeah, yeah. This was we heard him. We heard a thunk at one point, and it was like woo, but they kept going. <laughs> 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 readily admit I'm going to hell because I, I really did do a woohoo when I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, fog, fog was coming in and, and all joking aside, it was the fog started getting pretty heavy and they just didn't slow up at all. They were just, you know, so we were, we were in the weeds as, you know, to try to get around them as quick as possible. Right. Well, you know what, that's, that's all you can do is when you got people like that, that aren't paying attention, just try to get away and be on your way and right. Yep. As fast as possible. Yep. Yeah. So that brings up the topic we sort of touched on last week uh, from the technology sort of point of things. Music. Now, and granted, I've never had like 50 people singing 
at the side of a campsite or no. anything in the back yeah. country. But I, I don't know. Like before my opinion changes because I hear what you guys say, but just initially from me, it's if I hear somebody singing, it's totally different from just somebody playing canned music. Yes. Yes. So I, I tend to agree on that. appreciate it more. It doesn't matter what it is. If somebody's just singing it, unless they're a horrible singer, I would tend <laughs> to uh, say, yeah, do more of that. Mm-hmm. But not the can music. Somebody's playing a, I want to say a ghetto blaster, but I don't think we're allowed to say that anymore. Um, but boom like box. a like a boom box or a Bluetooth speaker or something in there, you know, playing whatever they like to play. And it's like, well, no, if somebody was singing it and playing a guitar, I'm all up for that. Yeah. Yeah, up to yeah. a certain point at night, of course. But, yeah, not three yeah, in the morning. No, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's sitting on their on their site at dinner time, so yeah. or just after dinner, you're just, you know, sitting there and uh, getting your campfire going and you're having yourself a beverage, relaxing. And then somebody across the lake's got the guitar out and starts singing. Yeah, yeah I'd be listening. Singing, yeah, we'd be li- I'd be listening. I'd be pulling my chair up to the edge of the shoreline and just listening. Yeah, or yeah. heading on over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But no, I, I and I'm I'm fully with the the same. If if you're bringing uh, an iPod or something like that, keep it low enough that nobody can hear but you. Throw on some headphones or something like that. I don't go for the blaring it so because when you're in the back country, it echoes and it you can. Yeah. I mean, you can hear if you're sitting there, you can hear people at other sites talking. <laughs> yeah, you may right. not be able Absolutely. to understand every word yeah. they're saying, but you, but you can know there's hear voices. It, yeah, you yeah. know. Yep. Yeah. This is a, yeah. It's a different thing, right? I mean, when I go, we went up to uh, Lake Superior Provincial Park a number of years ago, and we were doing some backcountry camping, and you could hear people across the lake, just like you say, talking, and and when they have the music on at night, obviously super annoying, right? Yeah. Um, what we do is we've got a, a little speaker, and I I like. I'm a music head. I like, you know, we were talking before about concerts and and that kind of thing. And I like having music out there. I don't always play it, but I like having it. But I've got a little, it's called a a rugged ruckus. It's made by Eaton. And it's like a wedge with two small speakers in it. And it's incredibly directional. So what's really cool about this is we could sit on, like, for example, the edge of the lake. And you turn this toward you, nobody can hear it. And, you know, so we, we like that and felt comfortable with that and, you know, sit there and listen to audiobooks or whatever it might be because we knew it wasn't bothering anybody. Right. But yeah, a lot of people out there and, and it always seems you t- tell me why this is when they have music going, it's never like music even that you like, right? <laughs> it's always some weird stuff. <laughs> no Skinner. It's always something that you don't <laughs> like, right? It's like, you know, you're out there and, and, and it doesn't matter what your tastes are or everybody's taste, you know, all of a sudden you're hearing the you know, the most horrible crap you've ever heard yeah. played very loudly while you're in the backcountry. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are there goths camping in this park? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the Donna Summer weekend, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, I I tend not to bring music at all. I don't yeah. bring an iPod. I don't bring anything. I do bring music, and but I always keep it very low, so you can just just enough to hear it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, but it's it's nothing you can hear. It's like I, I'll be prepping supper or something, or I'll be sitting there reading a book, and I'll put, just put something on. Like you know, me and my wife both enjoy it, but it's occasionally. It's not like we play music all the time, but it's very low. Like, and I've I've tested it where I've turned it on. And I, okay, I'm going to see how loud this is. And I walk 20 feet away and I can't even hear it anymore. So it's like, okay, that's fair. I'm not going to bother anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to put one of those Bluetooth speakers, Mm -hmm. if you were to take one of the, the uh, hatches off your kayak. Yes. And throw in one of those Bluetooth speakers. The whole kayak. Do you think the whole thing would act like a an amplifier? <laughs> Just re- <laughs> the reverb as you're going out there. Yeah. It's like one of those oh. kids in their little cars. You're going down the lake. I may be onto something trying. here. I've got one of those speakers that it uh, it doesn't have the cone itself. It is the this the just the driver. So whatever you sit it on becomes a speaker. So it works mm. great on those foam coolers or whatever. And and I did that in in a canoe this summer where I just stuck it to the to the floor of the canoe and the whole canoe turned into a speaker. 
And uh, so I imagine all the fish underwater really enjoyed it. but it was uh, remarkably loud like it was we were there was nobody around us like we were pretty much the only ones on that edge of the uh, of the lake but uh it was kind of cool just to pump it into the into the lake and it uh, people couldn't hear it very far away the other guys in the other crew couldn't really hear it that well but it was uh it was pretty loud in the canoe we were in and derek wonders why he can't catch fish (laughs) (laughs) it only did it for like five minutes when we were teens, when and uh, I lived down in Illinois, a friend and I would come up here and we'd go out and and uh, what they did is a lot of cranberry bogs here, so they flooded these certain areas, so it's got a lot of cover for fish, you know, a lot of standing trees and everything. You go in, you'd go bass fishing or bluegill fishing, whatever it might be, and we'd he was another music head, and so we'd listen to music while we were out fishing, and uh, we'd kind of base how how well the the fish were biting to what they were what we were listening to at the time and then would determine whether it was like for example a progressive rock lake or a, you know a punk rock <laughs> lake or a grateful dead it was a dead. science experiment you know they like the grateful dead <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, yeah yeah you know what I, I mean it's it's up to people if they bring their music and all that i have no problems bringing having other people bring it just just be courteous just about be the volume courteous. Yeah. yeah the volume and the yeah, direction exactly. to throw at the yeah. the noise and if you want to get 50 people on your site singing, I say go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Until they got in the speedboat. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? We have to talk about our meeting on Saturday. Oh, yes. So if you were on our website lately, you'll see we have a new listener blog up. And it is from a gentleman named Kevin Mansell. And he's from Jersey in the Channel Islands off of uh, northern France. And he wrote a a blog for us about paddling around the Channel Islands. While they were paddling there, they listen to our podcast all the time. And they hear, hear us talk about Algonquin Park and Algonquin Outfitters and all that. So they actually... Checked in with Gord Baker at uh, Algonquin Outfitters. They heard our commercials. And uh, decided they'd fly on over to Canada, and they did a nine-day trip through Algonquin Park. Yeah. All right. Outfitted by Algonquin Outfitters. They absolutely loved it. Didn't see anyone for, what do you say, seven days? For six of the days, six of the nine days. They For one day, they saw somebody in a distance. For two days on the front and back end, they saw people at the put-in and take-out. But for six of the days, they didn't see a single person. Wow. They saw a beaver. Yes. Didn't see any moose <laughs> or anything like that, so... No, yes, I'm surprised. Like yeah. at this time of year, I would have thought they would have seen a lot of moose activity. I've seen it's... five moose this year, but and that's really low for what we usually see. Yeah, yeah. Last year, actually, last year we didn't see any. Huh. So, uh, but uh, yeah, he does have a a theory on bears. Oh, yeah. Snoring keeps them away. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's one of his uh, his theories. Yeah. So they they did their trip, um, came out. They went and checked out uh, the Canadian Canoe Museum. Yeah, and enjoyed enjoy it. Really enjoyed that. And they were coming to Toronto, so we uh, met up with them on Saturday. Oh, all right. Went out for dinner and some beers, and uh, talked about uh, Algonquin Park and their trip and all that sort of stuff. And uh, talked about um, the kayaking that they do, the sea kayaking that they do, and and you know. What's what's doable around their area, where they usually go, and what it's like, and twelve uh, meter tides and and whatnot, and <laughs> yeah, you know it was really cool meeting up with with yeah, people that yeah. far from that far away. And he he told quite a few stories about the local areas where he paddles, and and you know some of the stretches between the islands, and talked about the you know the Coast Guard service, and it just sounds like a really nice place to paddle with. Uh, yeah. With some of the the really nice areas, I we, he shows his pictures. I'm I was looking at his Instagram, like some really pretty places that he gets to go see. Yeah, and they've been. I mean, they're they're both retired now. Him yeah. and his wife Nikki. Uh, they, uh, they travel a lot of spots. They do a lot of paddling by mm-hmm. the sounds of it. So, and yeah, places that we don't get to go. No, which it's, is really it's cool. places we never get to see. And it's one of those things where you actually to, 
yeah, you can read stuff online about, you know, paddling groups doing this and that. But to actually hear anecdotal, uh, have him tell his stories about his coastal paddling and, and uh, traveling, you know, in open water to between the islands and stuff like that. To mm-hmm. hear people just talk about it on a first, you know, on a first person basis, it's like, it's, it's fascinating. It's like, man, I just, I just want to go there and paddle it. Yeah. And they were actually leaving Toronto on last Sunday. On the Sunday, yeah. On the Sunday. And they were heading to Washington for a Greenland paddle um, meetup. Yeah, yeah. Which is, because they're into that as well. Yeah. They actually have yeah. boats over in Greenland and they go paddling there as well. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Now, did they, it seems like, because, you know, Yukon Steve comes down and meets you and, yeah. and, and brings you beer. And whenever I come over, I bring you beer. Did they bring you any beer no no they uh, we actually they contacted us and said they were going to be over and mm. they wanted to meet up with us and buy us a beer ah and, uh, okay so, so you know because okay. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't bring us any local beer from the channel islands that would have been neat though yeah i wonder if there's a brewery over there yeah, there's got to be well let's go find out <laughs> <laughs> and actually alan drummond from kingdom outdoor came uh, came with us uh, as did johnny stinson uh, they came with us and, and chatted with them as well. And he, he was really interested in the paddling cause he, he does all the, the kayaking as well. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it turns out that the two of them, Kevin and, um, Alan know a lot of the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really, really cool. So it was nice to sit there and listen to them chit chat about different things as well. And definitely learned a few things, uh, on, on Saturday night. So they liked the fall colors and everything and, and paddling in Algonquin a lot. And they are talking about maybe coming back next year, maybe hitting Killarney. So wow. if that's the case, I told them, let us know. And uh, either us or people we know that hit Killarney a lot, we can uh, maybe hook them up and, and get them up into Killarney to do a paddle. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it's really nice to, to know people from all, like I said, we got people, you got Yukon Steve coming down. We got you coming from Wisconsin uh, Braxton coming up from Georgia. And we got people from over in the Channel Islands. Man, far reaching. Gotta <laughs> right. like this technology thing. Building building your beer network is what you're really doing. Exactly. A worldwide yes. beer network. <laughs> <laughs> the paddling stuff is nice, but I, I sense an ulterior motive. <laughs> <laughs> paddling is just a cover for our beer network. <laughs> Underground beer network. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I, it's really cool meeting up with people that listen to our show and have, you know, we've listened to to all your podcasts, people tell us. And, you know, to actually meet up with them and chit chat and, you know, just shoot the breeze over paddling. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. So there's a few breweries on Jersey, on the Channel Islands. Liberation Brewery, Stinky Bay Brewery, Randall's Brewery. There's a, there's, look, there's a pub there's crawl, a pub right, crawl there right there. The Three of them. <laughs> they're all, they're all next door to each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's a reason, reason enough for you guys to make a trip. There you go. <laughs> well, you said there was what, 110,000 people there? Yeah. It's very low population. Yeah. So we got to be close together. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very big island. No, no, it's not. And, uh, Ger- is it Guernsey? Guernsey and Jersey. Yeah. Named after cows, I think. The Jersey cow and a Guernsey. Is Guernsey a cow? Guernsey is a cow. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. It's a, wow. milk, it's a milk cow, popular milk cow. Yeah, lots of them out here, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, that was that was pretty cool to meet up with uh, Kevin and Nikki on the Saturday night there. Uh, what else we got going here? Hygiene. Let's talk hygiene. Yes, hygiene yes. on and a trip. This is in honor of you there, John. We uh, thought of this topic <laughs> up just because you're going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's got the flu or some <laughs> man cold or something. Or the fact that I was just out for like five days and yeah. yeah well, rather... when I thought about hygiene and we, he suggested the topic, I was thinking of you on your, uh, on your <laughs> Yukon trip, right? Because oh, okay. I imagine at times the water be just too darn cold to go for a swim, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and, like, you know, depending on where you're at too, you, you hop into the water and it's all glacial silt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting clean with it. You're getting dirtier. Right. Yeah. You're getting dirtier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, the, that's the, my excuse for not washing basically on the Yukon. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say though. Our water at home isn't, isn't clean enough. I use the same excuse. 
So, so how, how long on a trip like that, John, typically, does it take all your paddling partners to say, okay, John, it's time for you to go for a swim? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit of a pointed question. <laughs> uh, you know what I what I did with that, there's a couple things that I'll do in, in like this trip uh, this past week yeah. is, um, you know, wash up in the tent and heat up some water and take it in. Uh, the other thing I'll do is uh, Coleman makes what they call these bio wipes that are biodegradable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I bought them initially, they're they're like sheets when you you pull out and they fold out into a small sheet, they actually work pretty well. And initially what I was going to do was use those for like toilet paper because they actually do, um, you know, degrade biodegradable, but, uh, they're really not good for that. They are, they are okay though for washing off to, to try to do that. So I would do that pretty much on a, a daily basis. Like I'd get in the tent at night and just kind of wipe down or the next morning, you know, yeah. depending on how exhausted you were. And do, those those seem to work pretty well. Do like a cloth bath yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Now, not to yep. be gross or rude or anything about it, but uh, I get the baby wipes. Mm-hmm. And when I'm going backcountry, I have my the one bag that has toilet paper and, and the hand sanitizer and that in it. I've gotten to putting a thing of baby wipes in there. Because yeah. after a few days of sweating and everything like that, and you get Bernie butt. Yeah, start to chafe, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, just just like a baby would, right? And yeah. those really and those really come in handy. And I remember when you guys were doing the meanest link, mm-hmm. I had hey, you guys need some some baby wipes because you know you had a toilet paper. Do you need baby wipes? And they were snatched up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's yeah. it's part of it, man. I mean, it, you yeah. can giggle and laugh and whatnot, but yeah. when you're out there after nine days and your your butt's itching, yeah, you know, well, and there's. You know, there's some days where you just, you do have to get in the water though, right? I mean, there was one day on one trip, this going back a few years, I was with my buddy, uh, Mark Johnson, and and we were out paddling in and both in kayaks, both had skirts on because of the water, really warm day and got into the campsite at night, pulled up and popped the skirt on the kayak. And it was just like, oh dear Lord. Um, (laughs) It was, it was foul. It was just, uh. Time to time to bathe. It yeah, was not yeah. uh, wipe was not going to do, you know. So yeah, there's there's times where you just have to hop in. Well, the big question we have and we were, we were discussing earlier because of an article Derek had read was in the shoulder seasons when you're wearing the dry suit. Yeah, and yeah. you're going on long trips. You're wearing that dry suit, and it's like a sauna inside. Yeah, for like nine, ten days. Yep, and you're think... not jumping into that lake or ocean. I also don't think it's a rental dry suit because no way do they want that bag. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh no, sir. We'll just be burning that at the end of your trip. (laughs) (laughs) But it just, it got me to thinking because in in the past, like for me, I, I have trouble sleeping at night unless I can, you know, get some of the slime off. Right. And mm-hmm. it's it just some of the, some of the stories I've come across where, you know, you, you, uh, you're in a saltwater environment, it's a coastal environment. And so the water's super cold, so you're not swimming. Plus it's salt water, So you don't really feel clean afterwards anyways. Yeah. And salt water would tend to chafe you after a while. And so if you're in a coastal environment where it's not inhabited, then you would tend to have trouble finding freshwater sources. If you do find a freshwater source, it's probably in a location it's going to be hard to get to. You're hoping you're hoping you can land ashore to get to the freshwater. So it's going to be a combination of, of uh, trouble getting drinking water and trouble getting finding a clean source of fresh water to, to clean up and, and freshen up or go for a quick swim. You're not going to swim in the ocean, not, not at like five or 10 degrees. So I just yeah. thinking, wow, like it's so cold. You have to wear a dry suit and you're all chafy and sandy and dirty from beach camping and sleeping and, and salt water on your skin. And then you're in that sauna of a dry suit. It's like, oh man. Like, I can't imagine the discomfort after an extended period. Basting in your own juices. I know. Yeah. It just no. seems so disgusting to you me. You know what? The only thing that that I have done when the you get to a point where the um, 
wipes aren't good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is get a big fire going. Yeah. Get some really nice warm clothes sitting there. Get everything all laid out. Strip down as much as possible with some warm water. Do a quick sponge bath. Sponge bath. Yeah, exactly. And then once you're done, like dry off as quick as possible, get dressed as quick as possible. And that's the best you can do really. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially at this time of year, but. I've gone, it was a, it was a four day weekend type thing. And I remember one I, it was, we worked hard, we snowshoed in and we did some cold tenting. And, uh, the first night after we snowshoed in, it was just, it, it, I was hot and sweaty. So I just couldn't sleep because I was just felt greasy. So the next day I boiled up some water. I had one of those little portable showers. I put a tarp up to break the wind and Siobhan sprayed me with water while I showered off in the middle of the woods, you know, he's standing on snow, soaping up and rinsing down. It's the only way I could sleep at night, right? So it's, I guess you got to find a way to, to keep clean. I imagine after two weeks, I could probably get used to being dirty, but <laughs> no, man, you know, like, when, when you're I, civilized, you, you got to be clean. If they're, the minute I step onto those snowshoes yeah. and hit the woods. Yeah. The minute I pass that tree line. You're grizzly, grizzly I Adams. am grizzly <laughs> Adams. <laughs> there is no cleanliness after that. Boys, you can smell me across yeah. the tent. Get used to it. The bears will run away. Yeep, yeah. yeep, yeep, yeep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just be, I can smell that? him. I can smell him. He's coming to the woods. <laughs> right. You know, and you're bringing up a, you know, a good point too, when you're talking about winter camping, for example. You know, the, your other option is the vapor barrier lining clothing. Oh, yes. And, yeah. you know, if you're going out and going to do something, you know, I, I was thinking, well, I need to look into this. And I started reading up on it and I started thinking about, you know, I, I think uh, with some things I want to do here in the near future that this would be a good thing to, to invest in. And then I talked to uh, uh, Matt Rasky, uh, who's one of the organizers of the big winter camping symposium over here in Minnesota this month. And, uh, he said, you know, I, I haven't used that, but, uh, he had a friend who had, and the, it's kind of the same thing where you're, you're baking in your own juices. And he said it, it absolutely just the vapor barrier lining bag. Uh, one of those, uh, tent mates, it it smelled so bad. He had to leave the tent because of it. (laughs) And that's just from a sleeping bag, you know, like overnight. That's not like hiking out and, you know, nasty. Yeah, yeah. So that was about as far as I got with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there there's just certain things that in in the winter, like you know what? It's it's not happening. It it makes you wonder back in the 1800s when they considered it Scurvy. unhealthy to clean yourself. Yes. Yeah. And so how did humans ever procreate? Those were my people. (laughs) (laughs) Stay dirty, my friends. (laughs) Well, that brings up the next question is how much of your daily hygiene regimen do you maintain in the (laughs) backcountry? Like in the mornings, you know, you go for your, your shower, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, you clean your ears, you comb your hair. You don't comb yeah. your beard, but I do. Uh, you know, all these <laughs> things that you do before you walk out the door to work. Yeah. Or or wherever you're going sort of thing. Well, obviously I'm not shaving. What about you? Do you still shave, Sean, in the winter? <laughs> <laughs> Camping? You should see my legs. Smoothest. <laughs> smooth as a baby's butt. Uh, no, uh, I mean, the, the teeth, definitely. You yeah. Bring, you know, you're, you're brushing your teeth. Uh, I brush my beard, you know, um, I'll wash my face, that sort of thing. Uh, I know when I go camping with my wife, because she's a nurse, um, not as much now as it used to be, especially with the kids. Yeah. You know, washing of the hands constantly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I never yeah. ask the kids to wash their hands when we're no. camping. Oh, you're eating. Make sure you wash your hands first. I'm like, ah, a little bit of dirt will do him fine. I never do that. Were you playing with poop? No. <laughs> ah, yeah, you good. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you go to the Thunderbox or whatever you got in your inside the roll of toilet paper. One of those yeah. small little hand sanitizers hand fits yeah. right yeah. inside yeah. that. So we make perfect, kids do that, right? Definitely yeah. do that. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I mean, give the face a wash. Give the hands a wash in the morning. Brush yeah. the teeth. Brush the the face. In the summer, it's 
for me, it's basically I go for a swim mm-hmm. and I brush my teeth. And there's like hardly ever soap used. It's uh, I do use toothpaste, yeah. but uh, I, mostly it's just a just to rinse off, get that coating of that coating sweat of dirt and, and sweat, dirt, sweat and dirt off, and you know make the hair go straight instead of all matted. And yeah, I'm good. Go yeah, on. my my hair goes straight all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuff on top of my head goes straight out. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much will do uh, toothpaste and deodorant, and throw a hat on, and and I'm ready to go. See, I don't even do. I don't even bring deodorant. I this is why we never do together. Nature is my deodorant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody told me that deodorant attracts uh, mosquitoes and black flies. Yeah. Yeah, perfume. Yeah. And the bears can smell you. <laughs> mm, that smells lovely. That sounds edible. <laughs> Let's go check out that human taco. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't even bring that. I don't bring anything perfumey if I don't. You know. Um, Toothpaste is about as perfumey as it gets. Yeah. yeah, I use yeah. No, everything I use is unscented, but you know I don't want to kill my my paddling companions. Ah, <laughs> tell them to suck it up. <laughs> tell them to suck it up. So yeah, that was just something interesting. I, like I say, Derek was was mentioning an article to me, and they're talking about this big long trip they did, and they're you know even Derek's like, man, they're in this dry suit all day, and I'm thinking that's like. Yeah, crotch pot written all over. Because when it. I first heard about yeah. the trip, I thought, "Oh, that's amazing!" And then I started reading some of the details, yeah. and I started. It's like, okay, cold water can't swim. Salt water get all salty, and no fresh water really available. And it's like, oh, this is really starting to sound like a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fabulous right up until it wasn't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, so yeah. That's a hygiene on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that you don't really, I don't think a lot of people talk about it. It's, it's sort of one of those things that you just, people figure out on their own what they're going to do and you don't, nobody really asks questions because it's one of those things is like, oh, I'm not going to ask how you shower in the woods and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So right. it's just, I don't know. I thought it was worthy of a topic to bring up because it's something that we don't talk about. Yeah. yeah. And like I say, I mean... With the uh, the wet wipes in your your toilet paper bag, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah, no one ever talked about it, and then yeah. and and there's a lot of people that don't even do it, and then they say, oh, what's that? Oh, it's just in case you get Bernie butt. Yeah. Oh, never thought of that. I borrow that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Bernie butt. I've had Bernie butt for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to the movie because I could see you were already picking your seat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in there. For that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there, there's. I think it's, it's a lot of personal preference on what you do out there and what you don't do out there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'll bring Q-tips, so I don't use them unless like I get a bug in my ear or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, or water or something like that. But other than that, it's just brush your teeth, wash your face. Yeah, that's your hands it. clean. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, and this time of year, like you say, I stink. I don't care. I'm not going for. I'm not going for a, a swim this time of year. Yeah. No. It's, the air's too cold. The water's too cold, and uh, it's just one of those things. Unless you have a nice fire going, if it's like you know hovering between zero and five degrees, you're not going to be going and jumping in the lake. No. Not <laughs> unless, at all. Unless it's an act of desperation, like you fell into the uh, into the thunderbox or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Oh, uh, um, what's next? What's next? So you were telling me a thing about, uh, I, I, I only watched the video tonight when you mentioned it, but you're saying that, uh, a bunch of kayakers were sitting off a cliff in Michigan and the cliff oh, fell off into the pictured, the... pictured rocks, national, uh, lakeshore in Northern Michigan. There was 10 kayakers. Yeah. Uh, if you picture the white cliffs of Dover, <laughs> picture that, but on the North shore of Lake Superior. So it's the brown cliffs of <laughs> it's Michigan. It's the brown cliffs of Michigan. And there's South shore, actually. Is it the South shore? Yeah. Yeah. It's on the upper peninsula. So it's on the, it's on the North shore of peninsula, but on the South shore of. Of Superior. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fascinating that it's, it's a, it's a rare event for, 
for these thing the cliff faces to slough off or you, know, you get landslides and stuff like that. It's pretty rare for that to happen. Mm-hmm. It's even more rare for somebody to be sitting there watching and saying, oh, oh look at that. It's even more rare footage. to get it on video. The, yeah, there was a couple, they say a couple of photographers were on a boat. Yeah. Well, they apparently they had their drone up. Yes. And they were just shooting it across the shoreline, nice and smooth, watching. And then the edge, all of a sudden you see something happening and the drone quickly turns and you watch this massive chunk of the cliff yeah. just straight down and into the into the lake. Yeah. Matt, it's, it's like uh, the, you see the icebergs or the... Uh, yeah, the icebergs collapsing. Yeah. Collapsing, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, when the they glaciers cap, and all yeah. That. yeah. And that's exactly what it looked like. But there happened to be, right at the bottom... <laughs> they were so close. kayakers. They were, by the time the dust settled, they were probably three to four kayak lengths from the edge of the debris field and the, yeah. and the brown muddy water. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was too close for comfort. Yeah. They say it was within 50 feet. <laughs> they must have been freaking out when that happened. I would think so. Because, I mean, <laughs> you drive down the road, you're going down the highway and you always see the careful rocks falling signs, yeah. right? And you've, you've never, you never seen see them it. fall. You never I've see never it. seen it. Same thing here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, so yeah, if you if you Google pictured rocks, national lake, uh, lake shore, uh, cliff collapsing. Yeah. It's, it's going to come up. Yeah. Right. And check, check it out. It's, it's only what, a minute long, I guess. The video is about a minute long. Yeah. I just went to YouTube and I had put in kayak cliff collapse and it came up right away. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I was something, man. I would not want to be under there. <laughs> and they say nobody was injured. Well, yeah, because you didn't see the other three canoes that are now buried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no injuries sustained. They're just dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, right. that was really close. Yeah. And that's, that's like you uh, see the YouTube videos of, uh, whales. People are kayaking along and all of a sudden a whale yeah. breaches right in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. Those typical incidents where afterwards you're saying, I need my baby wipes. Because mm-hmm. I got Bernie butt. <laughs> and we get back to the hygiene discussion. Yeah, we get back to the hygiene discussion. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> so after you've seen that cliff drop, how do you... <laughs> how do you... I go back to camp. I take off my dry suit. <laughs> my dry suit that I now have to throw in the fire. Now I have to burn. <laughs> uh, speaking of kayakers and whales. <laughs> so at the end of August down in Augusta, Georgia, yeah. there was a fella and he was fishing from his kayak. Yeah. Apparently he was practicing for an upcoming fishing tournament, a bass fishing tournament. And all of a sudden there is a 10 and a half foot, 360 pound alligator coming at him. Holy cow. So he started paddling and the thing was chasing. And chasing. It chased him. It chased him down. Uh, he says, I was just going down to the bank fishing. All of a sudden, about 10 feet away, I see a big gator. He said the massive gator swam towards his kayak, chased him, and he, he paddled furiously away. I just nonstop paddled till I got to my truck. <laughs> so you think 10 and a half, I mean, 10 and a half feet. That's, that's pretty big. Well, I don't if know. I'm six feet. I had an extra four. I wouldn't be happy with a three foot alligator, to be honest. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but 360 yeah. pounds. That's huge. I watched that, uh, uh, what is that, Swamp Swamp, swamp. People yeah, yeah, yeah. show once yeah. in a while. And you just see some of those gators yeah. that they're hauling in. And you're like, wow. So it's one incredible. of these things was chasing them down. So, of course, he, he calls. When he gets, gets back to his truck, he, he makes a call. And the Richmond County deputies arrive and um, they, you know, they're, they're checking it out. And they deemed that the massive reptile was a nuisance, meaning it had no fear of humans and must be euthanized. So they, this is the part that I'm, I would like to get more information on. Okay. Deputies enlisted the help of two passers-by and wrestled the gator out of the pond. <laughs> I would like more clarification on yes. wrestled. Define wrestling Please a 10 and a half foot, 360 pound alligator. Phil, go get him. Like, <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> One of these guys uh, actually that they, they got to help them has a legal alligator hunting tag and the... Uh, um, DNR, the Department of Natural Resources, allowed him to shoot the animal. 
and I presume he took it to wherever he takes it to. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, but 360 it's pound yeah. gator coming mm. at you. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I, can, I can imagine how fast he paddled because yeah. I'd be doing the same thing. There's like, no way I'm hanging around there. I've paddled where, you know, there have been bears in the water. Yeah. But that's a whole different thing, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well, no, we had we had the discussion the other night about Australia. Mm-hmm. Everything there is to kill you. But that's because you can't see it. Like mm. the snakes and the spiders and stuff like that. Whereas in Canada, we got these big bears and we've got these big moose and like things that you can see an yeah. alligator coming up yeah. underneath. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, down in the Florida, they got all the pythons and all that down there now. The constrictors gigantic. And all that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Did man. you guys, did you guys happen to see the, the video of the guy out kayak, uh, kayak fisherman? And he's off the coast. I, I think it was off the west coast. And a shark comes up, and it keeps coming up to the boat. And he keeps whacking it with the with the paddle. <laughs> yeah. And and he's got his he's got his GoPro on. And but I mean, it just goes on and on, and it just keeps coming back. And he thunk, and he paddles some more, and thunk, and he's wow. talking to it as he's going. I, I no, thank you. <laughs> I saw one. I thought it was a killer whale. It kept trying to chew the end of his paddle. Oh, hmm. yeah? Yeah, it wasn't a shark, but it was playing. Yeah. It was wanting to yeah. play. So as he's... This oh, was no, that, that was the stand-up <laughs> paddle boarder. Yeah? That was oh. doing that. And they were paddling, and it was it kept trying to grab her, her paddle. Huh. And it, wow. it wanted to play. But, yeah, I've <gasps> seen videos of killer whales playing with seals. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> yeah. It's I like don't a like that kind of play. Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On a grand scale. <laughs> yeah. Had, no, uh, a shark coming up to me, man, like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. You want to see a little bit of water skiing happening behind a kayak? <laughs> you just get that shark up next to me there. And we're back to the hygiene comment. <laughs> <laughs> Another segue to hygiene. Yes. <laughs> that's right. There's a takeaway from this show. Yes. Yes. There's a common thread. Yeah. We're common just going to say hygiene. thread. We talked, we did 15 <laughs> topics and they all circled around hygiene. Uh, so yeah. So the alligator chasing people in their kayaks now and sharks chasing people and whales and I had, uh, I had some belugas try to get a, I had an underwater camera and I had, had put it on, I had a strap. Um, it was a blue and yellow uh, strap and I had it, the, as the, as the belugas would come under the kayak, I would put this down in the water and shoot photos of them. And after a little bit, I realized there's one in particular that keeps going for the strap. Oh, and and he got really close, and it was wrapped around my wrist. So had he gotten a hold of it, actually, I'd have been in the drink. And I kept, you know, I, I'd pull it up quick as this one came up near me, and I talked to one of the. This was up in um, what is it up in uh, Churchill, and talked to one of the national parks people up there, and he said that yeah, that happens a lot. He he had worked on some of the boats where they go out and they drop the microphones. Oh right. And he said that they'll steal microphones all the time. That's how, that's where he, re, he said, oh yeah, they steal microphones all the time. And then the people on the boat have to pay for it to the company if they get a microphone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. There was a, I saw a video, I'm just Googling it right now, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, there it is. It comes up right away. So uh, if you... So the 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 guy was like right at the dock in a kayak, and so he's doing some doing some GoPro GoPro video, and he and he's just kind of slowly coasting along, and he's videotaping a beluga whale, oh, and so him yeah. the beluga the beluga keeps looking at him and looking at him, swimming sideways, looking at him. So he starts putting the point of the GoPro at him, and the beluga gets closer, and then he puts the GoPro underwater, and the beluga keeps kind of coming up close and kind of nuzzling and poking at the camera, and at one point the so he had it on a little like a. Just a little one of those little one for twelve inch uh, GoPro sticks, mm-hmm. and the beluga knocked the GoPro out of the guy's hand, and you could see on video the GoPro spinning and falling and landing in the mud or in the in the sand on the bottom of the uh, the harbor, and mm. then you see the camera wiggle wiggle and suddenly it's moving again, and uh, suddenly the guy has the GoPro back in his hand, 
The beluga retrieved the GoPro off of the ocean floor and gave it back to the man. No way. It's on video. It's right in the video. Oh, see, I thought and it was it, the other way. I thought it's, he stole it from the guy. Well, it kind of, the, the beluga did knock it out of his hand, but he, uh, so he nuzzled the camera, nuzzled the camera, but then it just fell to the bottom of the ocean. Okay. So it no, didn't look like it was more than 15, 20 feet deep, but the beluga grabbed it off the ocean floor and brought, brought it right back. back to the dude. You know, <laughs> they they're really thrown it. <laughs> yeah, play fetch with the blue yeah. whale. <laughs> they're How? cute, but they're shifty. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed I noticed as the one was going for my, you know, camera on the one side of the boat, another one was coming up and trying to get my wallet. So <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to do my windshields. <laughs> trying to do my windshields. <laughs> yeah. Gypsy belugas. One thing I always <laughs> found creepy about belugas is that the, the little suckers have necks. It's yep. like, hey, they whales have, aren't supposed to have necks. They have necks. Well, the head, yeah. it articulates. So it has an articulating skull type feature. So it turns separate of the rest of the body. It's not like mm-hmm. a fish or a normal whale. This thing, you can, when you, you can look, when it looks sideways at you, you can see the head turn. So it, it's, yeah, it's like right. an inter, it just, it doesn't turn much. It's like five, five to 10 degrees maybe. Yeah. But it's but enough it's, to say that dude has a neck. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that was cool because for you know a lot of when I was out paddling with them, they would come under the boat and they would roll over. <laughs> yeah. On their you know like yeah. so they're kind of I guess you'd say on their backs looking up at you in the kayak. Yeah. But you watch that neck turn and look at you as they're going by. Yeah. They're just checking you out, you know, and it's. It was actually kind of cool. It, but it's kind of creepy. And most days creepy because you're not used to it. You're used to seeing, yeah. the, you know, what uh, like a whale or a dolphin or, mm-hmm. or whatever, like, you know, a tuna, a, a trout, whatever. They're just, you know, this tube of, of fish meat. And, <laughs> and these belugas, they just kind of, they have this articulating neck thing. Forever known no. as a tube of fish meat. <laughs> tube of fish I don't know meat. where that came from. <laughs> Yeah, I was out paddling and we saw, the, they called it a bear, but I said it was a tube of bear meat. <laughs> I think it was going after that tube of moose meat. <laughs> a bear is not a tube. <laughs> you a could, tube of salmon you meat? You could call a giraffe a tube of giraffe meat. Was this like a tube? <laughs> I don't remember that in my biology course. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Tube-shaped meat. Yeah. Hang on. I got to place a phone call to like the biology department. Yes. Yeah. I, I think it might be apparent that I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, that's tube. right. It's the bologna fish. That comes in a tube. <laughs> wow. A tube of fish meat. <laughs> I was I was struggling for a description. It just came out. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Beluga whales. The tube of the fish world. <laughs> Next on National Geographic. tube. <laughs> wow. <coughs> oh, and this is now. what I have to work with. <laughs> yes, I'm sweating now. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, was, I was pretty worried when I was in Texas about those tubes of snake meat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're a little spicy on one end. Yes. <laughs> Good times. Yes. Good My. times. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on from the, the whale fish tubes. <laughs> Nothing to see here, people. Nothing to see here. Uh, the, the podcast count is dropping, dropping. Yes. <laughs> We started talking about hygiene and it turned into fish tubes. <laughs> wow. It's an accurate description though. Technically, <laughs> yes. Yes, technically. I will give you that. I will give you that. So the Red Bull Heavy Water Competition. <laughs> segue. No segue. Let's just leave Let's this. just leave the tubes. Oh, <laughs> So, uh, they call it the most intense stand-up paddling event in the world. This year, women will finally compete. Cool. So, they, they were supposed to compete last year, but Mother Nature did not cooperate. 
So they weren't, th- there was no event, basically. For men or women. There's For men no or women, yeah. yeah. Uh, every October, Red Bull welcomes paddlers to San Francisco for a challenge that includes a 12-kilometer ocean course and surf battle on the Californian coast. 2017 event saw 15-foot-tall surf, and after the cancellation of the 2018 event due to weather, the uh, their stoke this year for this year's race is even higher. So, do you remember we talked in one of our episodes a while back about um, the difference between women's races and men's races, the, the winnings, the, the winnings, the, the prize yeah. amounts, yeah, and how that yeah. was yeah. starting to become more equal. Is it equal here? And while they haven't talked about the prize amounts, I gotta think it would probably be equal. But the fact that in this big event, mm-hmm. we'll actually have women competing yes. this year. Uh, it's a unique and compelling contest the, uh, and course structure. The conditions are guaranteed to be challenging. And uh, yeah, so that's going to that's gonna happen. Now, here's the kicker. Currently, American paddleboarders hold the first, second, and third place world champion rankings for women. Oh, well, there you go. Right? So the American ones do. For men, mm. even the top 10 rankings don't include any U.S. athletes. Wow. So this this thing's going to be national pride on the women's side. Yes. Right? So Kind of like, kind of like our World Cup soccer teams. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in order for heavy water to successfully run, uh, they need to give the conditions a green light, which means good surf of at least 10 feet. The event has a big window to run between October 14th and November 7th, during which it needs seven days of good conditions. Awesome that they're actually letting l- women compete, finally. Well, should have yeah. been done years ago. Yeah. You know, like these, these competitions where they're excluding based on sex and whatnot is uh, old. Yeah, I know. Like in the past, it's not necessarily, uh, not sure about the word letting them compete, but what it is, is they, they're not letting them, uh, there's no opening for them to register for the competition and there's no prize money for them. And so basically if you want to compete previously as a woman, you have to go out there rogue and just run the, run the course mm-hmm. and yeah, whatever. So yeah, it's, it's interesting that they're, and it's good that they're starting to open it up and diversify the uh, the field of competition, right? So the, 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 obviously there will be a, a men's competition and a women's competition. I don't see them making it mixed. Well, it would bring more more fans in. Yeah. It would yeah, increase yeah. the fan Absolutely. base. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because everybody that follows the women's racing, yeah, they're all yeah. going to come and check out this event. So I'm interested to see what the uh, the prize uh, the prize hall is going to be like for for this competition for see men versus women. Yeah. yeah, I got to think. Uh, They're migrating towards that. It's starting to get better, starting to improve, to be more, to become more equal because the, the, well, the advertising dollars are there. So regardless of whether men or women are competing, the people are watching this competition, right? Yeah. And uh, so, and you're seeing the uh, the prize, like for example, just because uh, I've been watching a bit of tennis lately, the, you see that some of the prize amounts are starting to improve there, and they're it's they're basing it on the point system. So at the same competition, the same points aren't equal. So, they, but they make the prize amounts according to the point haul that you can get. Mm-hmm. So there's different classifications of competition. So there, but so tennis is starting to become equal for men and women competition, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, we're improving. Getting better. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah. So we'll have to take a peek at that and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you, and you know, the other thing that's tough about, I mean, uh, uh, the water off San Francisco and stuff can be, you know, uh, pretty harsh uh, yeah. in the Bay there as well, even, but you know, then the other thing that they have to deal with both men and women are, you know, great white tubes of fish meat. <laughs> oh yeah, they have the great white tubes of fish meat, don't they? Because they're out there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And have they, you guys ever tried surfing? No, I have not. I've never tried it. It hurts. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> when you fall off the board and go belly flop straight into a wave and then almost drown? Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I go canoeing. <laughs> I was down in San Diego one year and a guy took us out to teach us to surf. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't go so well. <laughs> well, there's, there's courses. Like I, I almost took a, uh, 
a uh, surfing course out on Vancouver Island once when we were out on vacation. And, uh, but in the end, I just, the weather was just too rough. So mm-hmm. we didn't go out and it was cold. Yeah. I'm a well, boss, so. Warren King from Mackay Paddle Surf. Yeah. He went down to learn to surf down in Costa Rica. Huh? And he It'd ended be up warm. being paddle surf, uh, paddle boarding. Yeah. Oh, and that's where he yeah, first discovered paddle boarding. That's where he first yeah. discovered paddle boarding and all that. And now, and now it's a way of life for him. Now it's a way of life for him. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And I think that's all I've got this week. Yeah, I even I don't anything you'd like to add there, John? That doesn't involve well, hygiene. Any, anything about cheese or beer <laughs> or, or anything that involves tubes of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh let's see what can I add? Um the uh winter camping symposium, the oh, big it's coming up. Uh, Minnesota yeah. one yeah. is uh coming up. It's I think I want to say like their 23rd annual and that's coming up uh, October 24th to 27th in Sturgeon Lake, Minnesota. And uh, I'm going to be over there. We're going to, yep. uh, for the outdoor kind, right. and we're going to be uh, talking about a four-season emergency kit. And uh, it's a it's a big event, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to going up there. This will be the first time I've been up to this one. So. Well, you have to uh, do a little bit of research and uh, let us know how it goes. Are you yeah. continually developing your emergency kit? Pardon me? Are you continually developing and improving your emergency kit? Yeah. Yeah. As I continue to figure out ways to hurt myself. <laughs> we add stuff to it. <laughs> yeah. And do stupid stuff. I, I'll, you know, add something else. And yeah, um, yeah I am uh, seriously do though. And, and got a four season, you know, kind of variation on it. And so uh, that's what I'll be talking out uh, there about it. I'll be talking about the same thing at the, uh, the Ontario event in Ontario November. Yeah. November yeah. 23rd. Yeah. Yes. David, David Bain and, and Matt Olson's event. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'll be, yeah, I'll be talking about that there as well. Cause there's a lot of things that just act differently in the cold. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we do that and we're, we're kind of gearing up, uh, we're getting, we generally do a kind of a, more of a fall push and then into the spring shows with, uh, with the outdoor kind, with what we're doing. And I'd encourage people to go to the outdoor, ki- the outdoor and, uh, take a look at that. And, uh, if they want to pick up any stickers and, and, uh, you know, funds go to educational efforts and to first responders. So we, uh, we want to encourage people to do that if they have a minute. Mm-hmm. You guys are on uh, Facebook and everything yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they want to check us out, we'd sure appreciate that. If you go to paddlingadventuresradio.com, we have a sponsors page. Uh-huh. And you guys, link to your site is on our sponsors page as well. Awesome. There you go. They can Google awesome. us to get to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Googled. <laughs> uh, anything else coming up? Or is it just those That's, two events so far? Those two, I think those two are the... Uh, the next things I've got, I'm going to take a wilderness first responder course in Maine in between those. And then uh, we'll be making my way up and seeing you guys. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think right before winter camping symposium. So get that, uh, get that spare uh, bed ready, Derek. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always ready for you, man. <laughs> He's bringing cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this time. Yeah, we've had enough. You got to give us a break from but, it. But maybe a bottle of that Kraken uh, black. Uh, what is it? What I what I call it? Uh, roast dark roast dark roast coffee. Dark coffee rum. The coffee rum. Yeah. Black rum. Because we that can't get it here. That does sound interesting. That yeah. does sound interesting. I tried to find it in the. I heard about it today. Tried to find it in the LCBO, and the LCBO goes, "I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have that here." <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> I guess it's not available in Ontario. <laughs> Another thing we got to bring up from across the border. Yeah, <laughs> you guys get all the good stuff down there. Yeah, <sighs> yeah Americans are better at experimenting with booze. Oh, what's the other thing? Tra- <laughs> oh, uh, the mint chocolate chip extra gum or something like that, or Excel gum. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, chocolate chip gum, mint chocolate, mint chip. chocolate chip gum. Yeah, I don't know that I'd like that. Well, she likes it. We brought her some back when we oh, yeah? went to Canucopia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think that's about it. That's all I have. Anything else? Anything else? Anyone? Anyone? No? No. 
Wow. Let's close this puppy out. Let's close this puppy out then, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to all our iPod, uh, iPod uh, podcasts. Uh, oh, man, what is it called? A podcast? Yes. Are you, on? <laughs> you can listen to all our podcasts. I've only done this like 191 times. <laughs> you can listen to all our podcasts. Uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast download sites. If you go to our episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, you can download or stream live from there as well. Uh, John Van Berger from The Outdoor Kind, our foreign correspondent. Thanks for joining us this evening. Hey, thanks for uh, letting me call in and talk about my lack of hygiene. It's always a pleasure. Always. Oh, and you know what we never mentioned? What? What's that? Today being Thursday, October 10th. Yes, when oh. this when this publishes. Do you know what day it is? It's that my birthday. It's, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so that means you've uh, you've exceeded your 50th birthday. You're hitting going into the stratosphere. 51. I'm a whole 51er today. <laughs> dun, young dun, pup. Dun. Yeah, you young pups. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Derek's older than me, I think. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Old guy. Old guy. Yeah. I'll be 52 this year. Next wow. year. I'm 51 now. I'm 51 in June. Yeah, you're not that far yeah. ahead I'm, of me. I'm 35. You are not, are you? <laughs> <laughs> when he I closes his eyes and dreams, he's 35. <laughs> uh, John, thanks for, for coming on. Uh, check out uh, John's page, theoutdoorkind.com, right? No. Dot org. Dot org. TheOutdoorKind.org. Like I say, if you go to PaddlingAdventuresRadio.com, check out our sponsors page, and there is a direct link right to his site. Thanks, guys. Not a problem. Thanks for coming on. We'll have you on again soon. And if we don't talk to you soon, which we probably will, we'll definitely see you in November. Yeah, at the symposium. Yeah, at the symposium. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.